1: This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast and it's uh, another Wednesday night and we're sitting here feeling quite lonely in the virtual bar. It's very, very quiet in the virtual bar because it's been another day, another week where we haven't got as many points as we had liked. We played Birmingham City last night and we only got one point. It could have been no points, it could have been three points but probably unlikely. We got one point there, we got one point on Saturday as well when we played Reading. So it's been a week where we haven't got the full supply of points, so it's very quiet in this bar here. And my name's Billy Grant, and I'm sitting here in the virtual bar with a a little pint in my hand. Feeling sorry for myself. We've got not enough points in our hands. In the bag. Cheer up, cheer up, Bill. Oh, mate, you know, I'm feeling really, really sad for myself. But the good thing is I've got my mates here sitting in the virtual bar as well. Dave Lane, how are you doing?
2: I'm very good, I'm very good. I'm, I'm, I'm all alone as well. It's like a it's like lonely hearts tonight, Phil. No, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, uh I'm not so down in the dumps as you are, really. Um, I was more, I was more down in the dumps on uh, on Saturday than I was last night. For some reason, I thought uh, drawing against Reading was 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 worse than drawing against Birmingham. So uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all right. I, I would expect that one of those games would be a win, though, for my list
1: Yeah, yeah, like I said to you, we're looking at the points we can get, and like I said to you, if you check out the radio show that we did, the Love Sport radio show, pre Birmingham radio show, which is up on Pride of West London. check it out, it's it's pretty decent, but also we talked about that game, we said that, you know, if we had to get the points, what do you want over Brentford and the Leeds, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, uh, the Birmingham and the Leeds, we said, well, if we can get a point against Birmingham and three points against Leeds, and that's the one, And uh, I suppose if you want to look at the upside, we've got the point against Birmingham. So uh, the pressure's on on Saturday, but we will come on to the Leeds game a little bit later. We've got my man Gary Paul in the virtual bar as well today. Gary, how are you doing?
3: Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, Bill. Not doing too bad. Um, Yeah, I'm probably a bit crestfallen as you have been, to be honest. Yeah. Um, After not coming away with the three points I hoped for last night
1: no no it's just one of those things mate like i said to you it's keeps keep saying it's a 46 game season but things are starting to get to the stage where and again we might talk about the league table in a bit but it starts to look a little bit congested there at the moment now we've got some teams who were a bit rubbish earlier this season like sheffield wednesday and they looked absolutely abject and terrible but all of a sudden they're beating teams at the moment like west bromwich albion and they're starting to creep up on us. So all of a sudden, that number two position that we had, which became number three, which became number five. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, if we're not careful, we could be out of the top ten um, by the international window. So we have to be very, very careful. But let's still keep it all positive, as we say. Um, one thing I've got to say to you quickly, we're going to try and nominate ourselves for, or try to get nominated for an FSF award. So if you go to besotti.com, you'll see the little FSF awards, little logo, click on it. And just nominate us. There's two that we'd like to go in for, which is the Club Media Award. And uh, also we've got the Club Podcasters Award too. So if you like what we're doing, we would be really grateful if you go there. Just take 30 seconds, or less than that, to go and click on there and just nominate, nominate us. But anyway, listen, getting all tongue-tied here because oh, I was so much talking last night. There was all sorts of activity going on as we were down at Griffin Park. We were hoping we are going to get three points. It was quite a feisty game. It was quite a lively game. It was probably for the neutral a very good game. Very frustrating for Brentford fans and probably even more frustrating for Birmingham fans because there was activity, players getting sent off, managers getting sent off, you know, they're expecting to get the points. and It just didn't happen for them. But anyway, let's go back to the pub and hear what the fans had to say after the game. Cracking game, shame, just showing about the result. Um, At it all. Uh, goals, two goals, controversy, sendings off, managers... Uh, Waving to the uh, fourth officials. Um, Yeah, no, had it all. Really, just a shame that we couldn't convert in the last when they went down to ten men. I think Birmingham fought, battled
0: hard. We'll we'll regret that, but never mind. Move on. Let's bring on Leeds on Saturday. I was gutted. Uh, uh, They they were playing well. They played a good team. I I reckon
3: Birmingham looked all right. I mean, they had a solid defence, but. We missed Ben Rama today a little bit, a little pace, a bit of energy. A bit, a bit of creativity as well. Yeah, yeah, just last. But I can't knock the boys. We've got a nice, strong squad. They, The, the sending off kind of g us up, but it kind of set their stall out. So I think we, we'll take the point. We'll go again. We're still unbeaten, Billy. It's good,
4: you know. We're happy with that. Well, first half, we were probably a better team. Second half, you came out better. Ref was fucking awful, though. With the red card, I'm happy with a draw. Um, before the game, I'd probably have been happy with a draw as well. But definitely... Definitely with um, with the way the game went, got to be happy.
0: Well, it was better than last season, wasn't it? That's for sure. Um, I'd love to know what our player was sent off for. Um, didn't see anything wrong with what he did, but hey-ho, this referee didn't seem to be interested in football all night yeah i'd I'd like to see again because i was in the corner looking down the line and i didn't see any movement of an arm i might have missed it i don't know um but it it didn't look like he was close enough to actually hit him with anything anyway um but i'm pleased with our performance i was here last season when we lost five nil was it
1: it was five nil yeah
0: five nil yeah I, i was here last season for that so i'm more than happy to take a point home
4: uh started off okay lost the initiative it's a little bit of a kind of common theme. Uh, when we lose the initiative, we struggle to get it back. But, I mean, yeah, it was a bit of a... It was a bit slightly, you I know, coming off the back of another home draw. I am disappointed, but only because we've got so high, such high expectations for this team. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe in the big scheme of things, a home draw against a much-improved Birmingham team isn't such a bad result. It just feels like our expectations have gone up so high that maybe now we get more disappointed with when we when we don't get a three, and we haven't won for five games in all competitions now. So it starts to feel a little bit more like a, a habit rather than a rather than a, just a little blip, you know. You can't argue with drop Bentley, can you? Because he's been rubbish for the last... Uh, well, he's been poor and he's rubbish for Saturday. So you can't argue with that. And I thought Daniel was pretty really good today, actually. But, um, yeah, the Ben Ryman thing probably made a difference. No Watkins. We, we looked like we missed an edge up front. Definitely, we are a bit... Uh, it wasn't a bad performance. We just lacked an edge up front, didn't we? The spark wasn't quite there. and Yeah, it's pretty a worthy one-all. Uh, I think Judge is getting back into the pattern of the team. And he showed a little bit more of that today. But, yeah, two changes in forward positions, it probably did show a little bit.
1: So the fans at the pub after the game. Quite a lot of Birmingham City fans, it has to be said. Uh, it's funny that, you know, we had uh, one, one of our podcast listeners, Benny, he, he, he tweeted in, he said, I'm not very happy. He goes, I, I like the post-match podcast normally, but um, there weren't very many Brentford fans in this one. You know, and there's loads and loads of Birmingham fans. And I have to tell you, Birmingham normally struggle to get away fans to talk. They, nah, no interest, sorry, I'm not interested at all. But this time, every single Birmingham fan was like, oh yeah, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you. And all the Brentford fans were probably a little bit dejected like me. That's nah, all right, Bill. not interested. So basically, we got a Pride of West Midlands podcast more than a Pride of West London podcast, unfortunately. But then you've got the view of the opposition in a major major way. So listen, coming back to that game, too, I mean interesting. Too much chumming up. Too much chumming up. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was chumming up with the with the blues fans again and you know maybe I'll have to just take a different tact next time, eh? But anyway no, they're they're all good to be honest with you. They've they've taken it in good faith. There's a bit of poking each other in the eye but afterwards you have a beer together and that's what you do. But listen, change a team. We changed the team. We were there was a bit of a gasp in the pub beforehand. When we looked at the team, and we had first of all Bentley had been dropped because there was like, nah, there's no way you could drop Bentley. No, no, no. he's a good keeper. You know, he just got to keep with him. But um, we dropped him, and there was a little bit of a. Oh, lady, what did you think when you saw when you saw um, Daniel's name on the on the on the on the team sheet?
2: I was re- I was really surprised. I didn't I didn't think <coughs> um, I didn't think could do it. I, I can I can hundred percent see why he did, and you, you couldn't you can't criticise. You know, I don't even think. Um, Dan Bentley for for, for for dropping. I think if you're going to get dropped, you get dropped after performances like that. And uh, you know, for, for Luke Daniels, what's the point of being a Brentford if you, if you if you can't step in when you know when the number one goalkeeper kind of doesn't need a bit of a rest? Um, I don't know what's happened with Dan Bentley. You know, we we've, we've given him nothing but kind of positive encouragement uh, in the last few weeks and all season actually because he has he's dropped a few clanks this this year. Um, and in pre-season um, training, to be honest with you. So it's, it hasn't come as a surprise, um, but I, I fully expect him to be back really quickly. He is, he's, a, he's a class goalie, he's one of the best goalkeepers in this division. I still think he'll play at a, the highest possible level at some stage in his future, hopefully it's with us. He's, he's, a, he's a great keeper, um, distribution, I think, is really underrated by Brentford fans. Uh, he's growing in stature so I expect him to be back so yeah I was surprised that he wasn't in the team I was probably more surprised to see Alan Judge start um, but again um, he started at the Emirates uh, the week before um, and he, he he put in a shift in both of those games I think he, he ran out of steam uh, later on in the, in, the, in the second half which was again to be to be kind of uh, expected. It was played at a blistering pace again last night. Both teams really, really going for it. High tempo, really high impact and high contact as well. Um, It wasn't for the faint-hearted. Anyone that thinks playing playing in those games is is kind of easy. It's ticky-tack of football. It, it It is very technically gifted, very physical as well. There's a lot of big challenges going on there. So... Uh, yeah, and obviously we were forced to play um, Kanos, uh instead of Ben Rama uh, as well. So yeah, there, there were changes there. You know, I still I still think that uh, we're we're lacking something. Like, I I'm not quite sure what it is. And we talk about spoiling. I know we're going to talk about spoiling a little bit later on. Um, and we we've talked about it on here before. When teams come not to lose or try and keep it tight, uh, don't let us play. Um, and you know we just have we can't we have to we have to stop moaning about this. It. It's is something that all teams do. You know the best teams in the world, Man City, Barcelona, the ones that play the best technical football, including Liverpool as well, and Arsenal. They've had it over the years. They just have to they have to just stop moaning about other, other teams spoiling it for them, and um, and just just be more clinical. Um, so it's it's down to us, to practice. It's, it's not down down to us to moan about other teams all the time for not letting us win without, 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 without much, much fuss. So yeah, I, I wasn't as disappointed um, last night walking out the ground that, than I was uh, coming out against Reading, as I said in, in the intro. Uh, I think Birmingham, from what I've seen of them this year, were, have been a pretty good team. They're, they're up and down, they're erratic, It's certainly not the fittest article by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, Yotta's Yotta's moving in the right direction. He looked great last night. Um, I'd have him back on that form, I wouldn't back, you know what I mean. And we we weren't to blame for not winning last night, we were against Reading.
1: Right, Gary, I'm just going to come back to the Dan Bentley thing quickly because uh, what happens now? Because if you've got a goalkeeper and you put him in, and for whatever reason Dean Smith's taken Bentley out maybe it might have been just to give him a bit of a rest what does he do does he sort of kind of you know take him out until until uh, uh, until um, until things for a couple of weeks or or does he keep going I mean how does this work Gaz I
3: don't know Bill it's an interesting one Um, I mean for a start you know Daniels came in last night and did nothing wrong and nothing that you know that you can really turn around and say, well, you're not playing in the next game because X, Y, and Z. Um, You know, he made a very good save uh, at nil-nil. I think he had a one-on-one that he saved early on. Um, Some of those, when we've been in those situations this season, have ended up in the back of the net. So that's something to be considered. And if... um, I'd say Bentley had had a bad game in the last match... Or like he d- made an error and it looked a bit <clears throat> dodgy, but I mean ultimately he fumbled one in against Wigan, fumbled two in, you know, on them um, Saturday. Um, there was obviously the Stoke one as well, so the not in, um, not
1: in the Forest as well.
3: Yeah, the Forest. These, you know, the ball is ending up in the net a lot from things that he hasn't dealt with, uh, which, as you said, very out of. Um, Character, one of the things you know, he has been a very consistent performer for us um, since he came here, you know. So, this has really has come out, you know. The last uh, probably last one of the last things I'd be thinking is that we'd be sitting there saying, Oh, hold on, the goalkeeper's out, you know, having a wobbly, let alone to be saying it, you know, he's had a wobbly in about four or five games it cost the points. But, um, oh, so I mean, personally, I wouldn't particularly want to change um, Daniels, as I said, because I think he did well enough last night.
1: So in effect, you're saying that Daniels is in for the for the future until he actually has a wobbly spell.
2: Oh, yeah, I, well, I'm not. I'm not sure. Either. Well, I can I can see that argument. I think the punishment was really there. I think you know. I think the, I think players need to know that there's kind of like, in fact, they can't keep screwing up, and there'd be no there'd be no comeback on them. You know, and the the goal, the, the, the coaches and the managers they they see. The goalkeepers in training every single day. They they know who's number one, who's number two. I think I'll be I'll be really surprised. I'm really surprised if Bentley's not back for the Bristol City home game. Like maybe, maybe another game. Maybe whatever issues are going on, they are kind of give him you know some extra training. But I'm not. I'd rather I'd rather have Bentley back in goal at his best at least, to modest
1: Okay, so yeah. I mean, look,
3: I, Sorry, I was going to say, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. The only thing, that's with The intricacies of when players come out of the team, we're not really privy to. So it's kind of hard to call that, you know, what was the conversation, you know, because obviously there, there must have been a conversation to say, OK, well, look, I'm giving you a rest or I'm going to give Luke a run in the tee. So it really does depend on how that conversation went because it may be that it's a, you know maybe a week off, work on something and, you know, and then you'll, you'll come back stronger. And, you know, I don't think the conversation is you're no longer our number one. I'd be very surprised that was the conversation.
2: Yeah, I think and squad management, uh, 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 you know, uh, you've got to take that into account. You know, if, if um, Luke Daniels doesn't get a first-team start after Bentley's put in a performance like that on Saturday, he must be going, what am I doing here? You know, I, I, I'm I'm just not. I might make turn up for training tomorrow because, you know, no matter what, no, no matter what number one's doing, even if he, you know, he, he kicks it in the back of his own goal from a from a goal kick, you know, I'm still not going to get picked. You just hand, you put a transfer request in. You would, um, you know, it's just it, it, it is a squad game, and you know, you have to, you have to be in the first team on merit. You, you can't just be, you can't ever have an automatic play there. Whoever you are, because the minute you're doing that, it it becomes, the standards start to drop. You know, I think it's a harsh, it was a harsh lesson to to Bentley, last night, but I'm sure he would be one of the first ones to say, I get it, I fully understand it.
1: Tuesday night, we talked about, um, you know, the fact that we couldn't get three points again. I think it was a different game yesterday um, in the fact that, you know, Birmingham possibly could have been, what, three goals up in the first half. They They had three very good chances. Like I said, Bentley pulled off a very good save. You know, they had a couple of misses as well. And they could have been right up in there. Now, what is it with Brentford at the moment now? We talked about... On the Monday radio show about spoilers, team coming down and stopping us from playing, spoiling, spoiling. You know, if you speak to the Leeds United fans as well, they say the same thing. You know, um, teams coming down there to stop them playing their game. But is it necessarily just down to spoilers? And, and also, the other question is that isn't it up to you as a team to get around this in some way? And are we not able to actually work out a way to stop teams playing a particular way? And why is that?
2: Yeah, it is. It is down to us. Um, you know, we, we as I said in you know, a few seconds, or a few minutes ago, we can't stop. We can't. We can't. You know, we have to stop complaining. Um, it, it is down to us to, to be better than these teams in our possession game, in our passing game, um, and the way we kind of dominate the, the progressive style. But we also have to take our chances. That's what we're getting punished for. We didn't. We didn't beat ready in. Um, Purely because we we gifted them two goals, and you know we you know we it was we had to score three to win a game all of a sudden, and that's that's hard against anyone in this team. And you know, Birmingham City last night, come on, let's be honest, they, they that's a that's a that's a decent team there. They they are obviously not as good as us, and you can see that in, in the way they're playing, but. You know, they got Jota and, you know, there's one or two others in that team that, you know, were were pretty, good. they could have, they could have got a couple of goals up. So, you know, I think we have to sometimes realise that, yes, we are very good. We are probably one of the best two or three footballing teams in this division, but there's a lot of real quality um, individuals and there's there's players that are able to come to goals. And, you know, we, we, we can't, we can't be giving goals away. And it's part of the same problem from honestly, Bill. You know, if you look at how many goals we've conceded that are completely down to our own mistakes, there's 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 two extra wins this season already. There's there's us top. So that's that's the difference. And you know, and if we're gonna if we're gonna be dropping players like Bentley because of that, you've got weakly, you've got to flip it around and say, if it wasn't for those mistakes, Dan, we would be top. And I think you know that's too too harsh to to, to literally point it at one person. But that's why he was dropped. But I, I you know I do want him back. So if, if when he does come back, I want the slate wiped clean. I don't want. I don't think it's fair to let all the previous mistakes hang over him. Because if it doesn't, if it happens again, then I say you've got you've got to play Luke Daniels as your number one. You, you can't go through the season with a massive question mark over a goalkeeper. Give them
1: the benefit of the doubt then and move on or we swap them around. Yeah, okay. So listen, I mean, we're talking about moving on, but we can't move on because the question I'm just going to ask, and I'll come back to this again, because I think it's the frustration and probably the reason why I was a little bit kind of, mm, as I woke up this morning, because I was thinking we're going into a big game on Saturday and uh, it's going to be a really tough game, a game where when we booked our train tickets, we thought, you know, even though we knew that the game was going to be on TV, we still booked our tickets and thought, tell you what, this is a big game. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be possibly the two best teams in the division. We need to be there. And now we're, we're, we're in the thick of, the, of, 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 of or not, not be funny. It's probably about 12 teams, you know, all clogged in there together. And you can't see the difference between one and the other. Now. What would make the difference between, for us Between one and the other What do we need to do To get a win Other than I know you talk about these mistakes And I understand that and Of course we need to cut out these mistakes But also There are other things that seem to be lacking And I know Lane you said You can't quite get it But Is it as simple as A striker Which you know You can bring off the bench You know And swap with Malpe Is it another midfielder That we are missing you know what is it? Okay, okay. Let's let's
2: let's go back to the first few games in the season when there was not another
1: no problem in the world. Not oh, we we got many problems
2: at the moment, but when, when everything was everything was like everything was like I read. Um We what we were doing we were getting the ball to the byline or behind. You no, know, we, we were going beyond the defence and cutting the ball back getting him back for, for Morpete to, to, to scoop in and, and knock in from close range. We need, we need Canos and Watkins, I would say, um, to, to get to the very, very top of their game again. I think, I think both of them um, haven't been at their optimum the last couple of games. Canos, all season so far, he's, he's not been as we know he can be. I think we need, uh, we need Ben Rama back in the team. We missed him last night, but we, we need him um, delivering the final ball, not, not, not necessarily doing all the tricks and, and failing to, to, to cut it back to the right person just to tap it in. We don't need, you know, we're not looking for welders from all these players all the time. So I'd say a lot of our season and a lot of our getting back to winning ways is dependent on Ben Rama, Kanos, and Watkins. Um, and then milk pay. Let him get. Let him do his thing. If he's fit and he's and he's lurking, I'm happy to leave him to, to do that. Midfield: McHerron and um, McLeod and the um, general um, Judgy, Let's see. I don't, I know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if a starter. But you know, there's a there's a lot of talk about him becoming that quarterback. You know, or giving him a, giving him a chance to be kind of a woodsy ish. Find a player, someone you know. Role that's not completely dependent on his pace because it's not, it's not there anymore. Let's be honest. Um, you know, he's still quicker than you and you and me. Let's not that's not pretend he's not an athlete still. But he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not lightning like he used to be. So um, let's let's find a role for him to, to stay and, and play play a you know a really critical role. So yeah, we're not a million miles away, but we just need to be. We're not. An, we're not in our B game. We're just not in our A plus game. We're relying on the flare players to be really, really skillful, and I think they, I think they kind of turned it down from nines down to sevens, and we need to crank it back up again, crank
3: up the volume. Yeah. So the only thing is, I would challenge you on the. Um, the only thing I would challenge you on, Dave, was um, judge's pace because he looked to have a fair bit of pace when he. And ran across the pitch to boot hotter up in the air last night <laughs> um, but yeah as I said um, but you know I, I can only agree with you um, last night I thought we looked sluggish, very sluggish first half and we got there in the end but you would expect that bearing in mind that you're missing Say, much well so much well so much of our stuff has come out from those two players this
4: season
1: right so I mean for me I'm still a little bit confused I mean I don't want to you know we talked about this before we could keep going on saying like the same old things but for me I'm just I'm a little bit sort of concerned that we <clears throat> sometimes don't have a player to get hold of it midfield change it up a bit change up the pace Um, just you know I've gone out I've in the in the in the it's in the centre for me, I, I, and this is not knocking with kicking and all that lot. I think they're wicked when they're on their A game. It's really great for us, but I think it's when the going gets tough. Sometimes we we need to be able to switch it up a little bit, and I, I still don't know if we've got that magic formula um, to do that. And also the other thing is that our, you know we we have to say um, we would love to bring you know somebody off the bench like West Bromwich Albion do. I know people say we haven't got the same money as them, but you know Malpay is great. But the ability to bring somebody off the bench who still has the ability to score maybe not as many goals as him, but still he's got goals in them, I think that is a thing that is really, 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 really missing for us. And uh, it shows us up to be. we've got a very good bench, a very skillful bench, um, but we're still a little bit light and I don't know whether or not this is going to be leading to us in two or three through two months time or so if we're there or thereabouts within the top probably six top eight whether or not we actually may go in and feel listen we've got a chance of actually breaking you know top six or top four or top two or whatever actually spending some money in these areas obviously it's being looked at because we know that our staff the DOFs and all that lot they do look at these things and they're not going to sit around and say look you know everything's perfect because I think they know that everything is not perfect
3: Yeah, I mean, Bill, I I was actually about to make that point. Um, Do we need another striker? Um, There have been times when, you know, me and some of my mates get frustrated in the second half when we're chasing games, and we've still got just the one player up front. A lot of the times we're getting the ball in and we just don't look to have that presence when we're pushing the game. Mm, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we do competition, but I I, I, I don't... You know, we can't we can't be kind of advocating pulling Neil Moore pay off at the moment. He's, you know,
1: he's still still one of the best strikers not, in the. Country. No, no, no. We're but, not advocating pulling him off. We're advocating the fact that if Malpay gets suspended, right? Who we're talking about if if Malpay comes cool. off after seventy minutes, you know, who comes on in his place? Just oh, things absolutely. like that. Oh, we you
2: know we had this conversation when he was suspended. You know, yeah, of course we do. You know, we we you know we we we're not we, Playing locked into Sawyer's up top, and, you know, obviously, although Force has been promoted to the first team, obviously, he's, he's not part of the, you know, the match day squad at, at the moment. So, you know, they know he's not the answer at right this second. So, um, yeah, no, we do. We do, we absolutely do. Um, so, you know, I, I saw, like, you know, Sacco went to, uh, where did he go during the- West Brom. West Brom. It's got picked up. How did that happen? You know, but, you know... I'm not saying we can afford these wages, but, you know, there are sort of, like, some sort of, like, uh, tricks to be had still in this market. But um, I, think, I, think, I think we're kind of uh, in a lucky position because we've almost had a reset button pressed in this division. We're, we're moving into October now, and with no, no one, in you know, I mean, the Movers and Shakers is more than four points away from each other. Um, who'd have thought that? You know, we, we've been, we can still probably we've been experimenting a little bit. We haven't got our settled first team um, for the first, for the last few games, and we're still in there with a shout. We haven't won for, you know, is it four? Is it five now? So, you know, to 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 have not been winning every week and to be a handful of points away from the top place is quite a unique position. So. You know, let's not. Even if we do slip a few positions tonight, even if we slip a few more um, on Saturday, let's forget. You know, it's not. Sorry, let's not forget. Even if we were six points away from the top, you know, that's that's incredible. And you know that three three wins on three wins on spin, four wins on spin, that probably puts us top again. So you know, the the margins are really slender. We know that. It's not a lot.
1: Of, they are slender but also is it reflective of the league if you're talking about that the fact that you cannot win five games and you can still be you know still within them. I'm just I'm just trying to be realistic about kind of where we are and also where we can do because the, the flip side of that argument is that if, if you're in that scenario where you're so weak then all all you need to do is strengthen yourself somebody must be looking thinking well all we need to do is strengthen this and we'll we'll, we'll outdo everybody do you know, you know what I'm saying
2: the question that we need to ask is are we gonna are we gonna go through the, the season with
1: the same manager? Well, we're gonna do that's, you know, well, we,
2: that's that's the, that's the big that's the that's the big kind of dark cloud that's now beginning to lurk as well. well. That is
1: that is the big question, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this very next little section. Because as we know, Aston Villa have now sacked Steve Bruce. It's been a long time cubbing, and I think it was uh, it was the cabbage that did it. Somebody threw a cabbage at him uh, at the match yesterday when they drew three all with Preston. The cabbage went on the pitch. And 12 hours later, he got the tin tack. So we will be talking about Cabbage Gate, Steve Bruce, and the fact that there's a manager that we know who seems to be top of the bookies' bettings for the next Villa manager after this twain. So Aston Villa, the cabbage, went on the pitch. The police went on a search for the cabbage thrower and they were working in conjunction with the club to find the cabbage thrower who threw the cabbage at Steve Bruce. Within 12 hours, Steve Bruce was sacked. So I don't know if it was a sign, whether or not the cabbage is basically one of the people who are next in line for the manager's job, but um, there are things going on at Aston Villa that we need to find out about, and of course, you're always going to get the rumours flying around you know, they're always saying, all the Villa fans from the day one, every time we play them we smash them to pieces and they go, Dean Smith, he's a Villa fan yeah, yeah, we should just get him for Brentford yeah, because we could do that, yeah, because we're Villa and we'll just steal him and we're like, yeah, right, whatever it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen now eventually the day has come that Steve Bruce has been sacked and the bookies put Dean Smith, 7-4 to favourite to get the Villa job behind Sam Allardyce, who's 7-2 you have got Thierry Henry five to one, Martin O'Neill at six to one. Where that come from? Um, Roberto Martinez at seven to one. David Moyes twelve to one. Frank de Boer forty to one. And then you have got Villiers Poirier, um, Stam, They like can have Um And I said, just get him down there. Just put him in the car and get him down to Villa. Um, and Neil Warnock, very strange, at sixteen to one as well. So you've got this all going down, Laney. And uh,
2: John Terry's been mentioned N- John
1: Terry's well. actually not. Um, John Terry what, what do you mention John Terry
2: no I, I'm sure he was mentioned in the uh, in the list he, he was mentioned earlier oh,
1: I, see. I think you've got John Terry on the mind there's no John Terry on the, the list this week so we, we'll move off the John Terry and we'll move on to, to other things we'll talk about actually the people who have been um, in the bookies list for uh, yeah, for, for the for, for the managers so uh, we, we, we were actually sitting down there thinking do, do we do we talk about this or do we not because you know just because it's on the bookies list is it is it fact or is it not fact i mean how did where do they get these figures come from and then we saw dean smith at the top of the list at seven to four now it's not a case that there's no smoke without fire because at the end of the days like you know bookies are there to make money but obviously somebody's piling money on um <laughs> piling money on now maybe it's the villa fans maybe it's a uh, you know maybe it's the the, the guy that called us Timpot who probably started it all off and they're all thinking, yeah, this is what we'll do to really wind up the Brentford fans. Let's just say they have get their manager. All the Villa fans have gone down the bookies and they're f- spending thousands of pounds and the bookies are really happy, you know. So seven to four. But we thought, being a favourite, we have to discuss this because if we're not discussing it, you know, we're sure that people within sort of kind of, you know, Brentford Towers are also thinking, well, you know, what if Dean does go? What if they're coming off for him sort of last three million pounds to take him off our hands? What do we do? So, so what are you thinking about this, guys? Do you think that this is a realistic prospect or do you think it's just you know pie or cabbage in the sky?
3: So the thing is, it's only natural that Dean um, will be linked with um, a job like Villa, obviously, because of where he's from and the fact that he's done such a good job at Brentford. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago we had our discussion about fake news and a lot of that kind of chatter on Websites and boards can end up influencing bookies, and when we'll people have a look around, and then before you know it, fake news becomes real news in essence. So, it's our fault, but, um, then. It's our fault. yeah. I'm blaming you, Bill. No,
4: cheers,
3: but, um, yeah, yeah, so, but you know, I mean, ultimately, if it did happen, we would treat it as we would if somebody came in for Watkins or more for, or like somebody, you know, like when Woods left. We will, we will have a contingency plan and we will put that into. Interplay. Of course,
2: of course, we've got to talk about it. You know, it's 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 inevitable at some stage in the future that Ben Smith is going to go. You know, it's, uh, man, managers managers don't last forever. And, and, you know, unless you're, you know, Arsene Wenger or you know, uh, you know, Alex Ferguson, when you're winning things at the very very top. You know, it's going to be churned all the time. We've seen what the merry-go-rounds like in this division. So it's, you know, at some stage you, you're going to get someone. If you're, to, if you're doing a good job, you're going to get headhunters in. Whether Dean Smith is interested in leaving Brentford or not, we're about to find out. I think. Um, I, I think that Aston Villa will absolutely make an approach. I think they will sound him out, up, as they will with probably half a dozen other managers. the crazy not to. Uh, and we'll see uh if if dean smith's i think it will be his choice actually i think i think they'll offer it to him um and but i still don't think they quite get the way we're set up and you know if they if they wanna if they wanna take dean smith as a manager um and not our dlfs and all our recruitment and all our statistical analysis and all that kind of stuff if they think he's a he's a, he's a solid enough manager in his own right then then, you know, I, I think it may be um, an opportunity that you may not get again. So I'm sure he'd be tempted. I'm sure he'd be very flattered. What I will say, and I know that he's said it, I know his family has said this. Bill, when you and I met um, at the Express Tavern yesterday, we went down to the beer garden and had a drink. And in that beer garden, lurking, looming over the beer garden was a very, very big stadium. You know, it may not be 80,000, it may not be the new Tottenham Stadium, but it looks big um, and it's ours and we're going to move in there in a couple of years' time. So whether you would want to risk, and we've said this before, whether you would want to risk, um, okay, you'd be on decent wages, more than Brentford can pay him, but whether you want to risk the future, the next two or three years, the Brentford journey that we're on, whether he wants to risk that for Aston Villa, I'm not sure he will. So we we need to brace ourselves. gonna you know, I just hope whatever happens, if it does happen, it's happens bloody quickly and it doesn't roll on for weeks because the last thing we need is kind of like the players questioning whether the manager's gonna be there and all this and that and the other and that could delay our season. I want him to stay, I think he will stay, if he goes,
3: good luck. Talking Sing to us out. Talking to our Birmingham
1: sources as we do, like you say, um, well there hasn't been a there hasn't been an approach. But things change within you know twelve hours, six hours, twenty four hours. So there's been no approach, um, as far as we're concerned. And also the other figures, according to the sources, which is interesting as well, um, the Birmingham sources feel that he's not even in the top four of the people that they're looking at so there seems to be all these Alan Nixon's put a story out there before and saying Dean Smith this was like a week ago or so you know or last Sunday whenever it was so you've got this happening you know and you've got lots of people talking about it then I don't know now that it's actually happened I don't know whether or not it's Villa putting it out from within I mean this is this are sources very close to Villa saying he's not within the top four um, of the people they've got quite a few people about eight or nine on the list yeah he's on the list but maybe not to be as high up as we think he is Um, the thought is that um, um, Sam Allardyce is the man that they want for the job and you could probably see that for Aston Villa because uh, they like to have somebody who's had a bit of experience somebody who's had a bit of success and also they know it's kind of uh, it's very important for them to us to go up straight away so they're not they're not willing to sort of kind of take a risk on somebody building something over two or three years so maybe it is or isn't the case but also the one thing that we know is things change Within a second, so we got Dean Smith at seven to four today. Tomorrow, you know, Martin O'Neill might be seven to four. You know what I'm saying? Depending on the things happen, Laney.
2: What, what you know, if, if it's if, if they are prepared to take any old manager just to get them up, and why isn't Warnock on that list? Why? Aren't well, they well, Warnock quite,
1: is on the list actually at sixteen to one.
2: Sixteen? Well, they. I mean, that's that's that is that is the, the obvious one for them. If he, his track record of getting teams promoted from the Championship into the Premier League is, is second to none. So he's he's the obvious one. You could could they tempt him there from Cardiff? Yeah, of course they could. He knows he's probably he's only have two, three losses away from getting sacked there. So you know he, he knows there's no loyalty um, once you've taken a team up. Is there another is there another couple of seasons left in him? Probably not. Um, I think this might be his last last gig in football. So. Um, we'll, we'll see, but I, 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 would, I would, I just, I can see Dean Smith sitting in the boardroom at some stage talking to him. Whether that's out of courtesy, whether that's out of professional, of course you're going to go and sit and have that meeting. Whether you want the job or not is another matter, and I think Brentford would allow him to do that, even if it's so he goes there, comes back and goes, I ain't going there, I'm fucking madhouse, you know. Give, give me Brentford any day in the you know what I mean? You know, sometimes there's it's nothing. It's not. It's not unambitious not to go to Aston Villa. Sometimes it's just a sensible thing to do. You know, we we are on the rise and they are on the struggle. And you know, I, I sometimes you know, just follow your head, not your heart. You know. The thing is, a lot yeah. of a lot,
3: lot of these guys. Um, it depends on if you need a job or if you've got a job. Dean Smith's got a job, so he doesn't need to go to Villa. Um, I think you do get a lot of situations where managers go into basket cases of a club because they don't have a job and they want to get back in and they feel they can do a job there. Um, and they get there, it turns out it isn't the case. Another thing that maybe Villa and other teams might want to think when you touched on earlier on about the, about our um, entire setup and our director of football etc. the statisticians going with him, they're not getting that. And the clubs that have taken our last couple of permanent managers have got burnt because they haven't realised that the strength was actually in Brentford and not the head coach at the time. Why? Why isn't
2: Bill? Um, you know, Bill, you probably get better, you know, better
3: to answer this one. Why
2: do you think that um, clubs haven't come in to try and poach our, our kind of backroom staff? Th- or do you think they have? Or do you just think that they're so loyal to the to the kind of the, 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 the family, rather, uh, as it were? But, or do you think they're
1: unapproachable?
2: What, well, you know, I feel it's, like, not, it's not just us <laughs> that it's more from the manager.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, um, and again, I'm just sort of, sort of trusting talking a bit out loud here I mean we did have a situation where um probably earlier in the day where we had Haslam who was our what was he which, which coach was he who was our sort of, he was fitness coach someone like that he was one of the he's one of the he was one of the sort of analytics type people Haslam anyway he uh he got poached by Wigan and then we got poached by Wigan in a in a I think it was a little bit Not acrimonious is probably not the word but he kind of went in a sort of like oh what the hell's going on here so they poached him and he went there and then I think after, you know, I think Roger went there and then it didn't go massively great and uh, he's eventually come back to Brentford. So as, as far as I know, I think he's come back to Brentford. So uh, that's that's one of the sort of kind of more high profile ones that I do remember happening. But in general, I'm sure that people maybe do come and go. People are maybe doing the analysis. People are doing the psycho, you know, psychoanalysis and everything like that. They, I'm sure that they do, do come to, to, to and fro it's the main people um, that we do know about which uh, are probably going to be the key so you're talking about sort of the Rob Rowans you know um, obviously a Kelly he, he goes with Dean Smith you know you're talking about your Franks you're talking about the head of uh, you know Kev O'Connor's and people like that who are the, sort of the key people and I think for them they've seen a much bigger picture and you know uh, Rob Rowan at one time he, he you know Rangers again it was in the news so it's no great secret you know Rangers came in for him and uh, Rangers came in for him. I think that, you know, he probably went down there at a, a word with them, came back and went, I ain't going there. And then next minute, you know, things have moved on and he's, he's now become sort of, you know, uh, technical director at Brentford. So I think they know there's a bigger picture here. We're going into a new stadium. They've seen the vision, they, they, they're, they're very forward thinking. And I think that maybe if there's going to be any move, any of these guys are going to be taking, making a move to another club, they'll be only making that move if they can actually take that club and change it, you know what I'm saying they don't, they're don't. they not going to just turn up there and be part of their system because it's not going to work so they're going to probably take a very senior role at one of these clubs to actually kind of change it to something else, so I think it's probably early days for any of that kind of stuff to be happening, I think we the, the chance of them getting success even if it's small success is probably easier at Brentford at the moment in that setup. does that make sense? Yeah it does
2: make sense, yeah <laughs> it does, but I think it's only of time you know, people start going. Okay, oh, we will take. We want to take you and all of your background staff. Uh, you know, I, I know that it's not going to be as simple as that because they're probably more loyal to the the whole back. You know, the, the, the company behind Brentford as well. They're they're those kind of people. They're, you know, it's not, it's not, they're not Brentford people necessarily. But the, they're, but, they're,
1: but, but there is a, there is an argument, and 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 again, people who, who who run companies and and, you know, people in recruitment say that, you know, also um, with uh, with the, with members of staff, they want to see some some level of ambition with them as well. So they want to see them, you know, looking for their next move, trying to kind of get themselves up to that next level because that kind of, you know, builds a hunger and, just, and, and it just keeps them on the edge. So I would say to that, probably at the same time, you've still got people coming through that will be slotting into these next roles. You've always got people who are, who are, who are as good but they're probably the next level down we are waiting for that opportunity to slot in so I think probably for the club they're actually less worried about it because it's kind of like once the infrastructure is set with the, the roles that people need to do and good enough people in there when one person comes out they'll just slot another person in
2: I've got a question for you both of you do you think that Dean Smith will be Brent the manager at the end of this season? Well I
3: I suspect, I suspect he will. As I, um, as I said, if you look at the way books go on managers um, going into clubs, as far as I can see, very seldom does the early favourite end up with a job. What generally tends to happen is you hear that he's gone in there, he's talked. It doesn't go out, it doesn't happen, and all of a sudden you just see somebody from about seventh, eighth, ninth or a new person on the list just go shit their odds just come tumbling down and before you know they've got the job because somebody's got wind of the story and then all like, the money goes up. <coughs> like
2: Jurgen Klopp and Brentford,
3: I mean he didn't get the
0: job today.
2: he was the early
3: no. no no, no it's
1: close though yeah. do you mm-hmm.
2: think
3: do you think Smithy will be
1: here at the end of the season though personally I think he will um, I do I think that he'll be here next um, This the end of the season and also the other question is that when you say the end of the season do you mean the final day of the season or do you mean the beginning of next season sort of thing do you know what I mean Because there's a difference. I mean, the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll definitely be end of the season. That's just again my personal opinion. I think that he he's going to come here. He's going to do a job. Um, This season will be as good a season as anywhere for us to actually move it up to that next level. And he won't do an Uwe Rosler where you think, oh, we're quite close. I'm doing quite well now. I've got to go somewhere else where you know you haven't. He hasn't put that on his CV. So I think he will use this opportunity definitely to try and get something on his CV. but this is you know which is all good but listen we'll probably be talking about next week we'll be coming back and we'll be talking about Dean Smith again and you know he might be you know he might be down to 22 to 1 by that stage or he's given a statement or whatever but you know things are a little bit flux but at the moment now the view from me is that I don't think Dean Smith is going to go there Um, or go for it Laney thinks that he'll go for it have a chat but won't actually go there and Gaz is thinking possibly so uh, you know we shall see but look Talking about games, talking about matches, talking about teams who are matching us, talking about similar styles of football, Saturday we've got Leeds United, we're going up to Leeds for an early game, it's a 12.30 kickoff. it's on Sky, so it's caused a bit of a pain for people to travel, so people are travelling up very early, but on the plus side of it we can stay in Leeds all afternoon, have a few beers and come back in the evening, and that's what we're going to do, meet up with our Leeds chums, chumming up the Leeds, which is what we do, but what we're going to do is that we're also going to go to one of our chums we're going to go to LUFC Stats um, and he's going to give us a little lowdown on Leeds in 5 from the Hive
5: 5 from the Hive Leeds United
6: Hi this is LUFC Stats from Twitter otherwise known as Andrew uh, I'm here to do uh, for 5 from the Hive uh, talk about sort of Leeds United's start to, to the new season
0: Uh
5: Leeds are off to a storming start at the of this season, flying high at the top of the league. But the last few weeks have not been as good. Is the cold winter... Started to take effect.
6: Well, I think we've seen that over uh, possibly the last two midweek games. Really uh, destroyed Preston at Ellen Road last last time out midweek. Uh, thanks to a header from Liam Cooper and two goals from Tyler Roberts. Uh, it took them really, really well. Pouring down the night, uh, sort of autumn slowly starting to turn. So to into another the kind of games that that you kind of reckon that you might be stuck if you're not going to sort of win promotion. But we, we sort of got through them quite convincingly. And last night a really murky evening cold evening at the KC uh, or should I say the KCOM Stadium uh, for Leeds United and they got the job done in the end it wasn't pretty by any means against Hull uh, they did have a couple of click opportunities uh, to, to sort of take the lead fans certainly Johnny Oscar had an opportunity as did Barry Douglas and it was a case of again chances not being taken like uh, against Sheffield Wednesday really however last night they got the result and they got the job done Tyler obviously his third goal of the season took it really well and I never really thought Leeds were in too much danger of uh, conceding, there was just a little bit of a bump at the end when Hull put a couple of balls into the box, but uh, other than that I was never too concerned so uh, yeah important victory and and we move on as as I'll come to the game against Brentford on uh, on Saturday very shortly Uh, as for Leeds' start yeah, I think it was important that we got the victory uh, last night because I know Sam, I it was one winning five but we'd drawn three of them and just that defeat to Birmingham uh, I thought the Birmingham game uh, Gary Monk came did a job okay time wasting a little bit weren't the greatest of tactics but look sometimes you have to do what you've got to do and to, to kind of try and get the job done and, and he did that but we've bounced back we should have beaten Sheffield Wednesday uh, on uh, on Friday night uh, but we did get the result last night against Hull City, and that's four points from six away from home. Uh, and you can't really ask for any more than that. And if we can get a positive result at home uh, to the bees on on Saturday afternoon in the early kickoff, lunchtime kickoff, seven points from nine, I, I don't think you can really ask any more. And on, on another day in the Sheffield Wednesday game, yeah, you do pick up three points with with all the chances that they miss. But saying that, four points from from the last two games away, not bad return, uh, and sort of onto onto the bees as I. Same, say Marcelo Bielsa's come in, being a breath of fresh air, broke the record for being the first ever Leeds United manager to win his first four league games in charge at Ellen Road, uh, or sorry, sorry, to win his first four games in charge at Ellen Road of course because they had the, the cup tie in there as well. So, yeah, it's been a very positive start uh, and long may it continue. I know a lot of fans sort of echo back to last season and, and what went, <coughs> went wrong after Christmas last season, but it just feels a little bit of a different mentality around the place at the moment uh, and I'm hoping that uh, history won't repeat itself and that they can go on and, uh, uh, and finally end 15 years of hurt uh, being outside the top flights.
5: You've had a load of injuries to key players at the moment. Do you think this will affect your season?
6: Uh, As for the strength in depth, you look at the team last night, no Paul Hernandez, no Paddy Bamford, no Keemar Roof, no problem. They're they're the main injuries, obviously Adam Foster's coming back from injury, no Gatana Berardi as well Uh, and uh, Barry Douglas went off injured as well and he's uh, a big doubt ahead of the Bees game on Saturday at Ellen Road and you think without those players you are going to struggle but fair play to Leeds uh, in the last two games there they haven't really struggled, over the last three games they haven't struggled, as I said, they beat Preston North End quite convincingly they should have beaten Sheffield Wednesday on Friday night as previously mentioned and they got a very positive result uh, away at the KCOM last night and okay, you think when you've got your main players like you, Pablo Hernandez as you, uh where, where is the uh, sort of creativity in that team, but to be fair Tyler Robson stepped up to the plate uh, got three goals, Matthias click awesome goal at Sheffield Wednesday, for for the season for him, uh, and at the moment, the, the, you, you thought you'd worry about the strength in depth, but no, it's all very positive, players are coming in and doing a job, yes it's disappointing when you've got players out, but uh, if other players can sort of step up to the plate Jack Harrison's come in as well, I thought he's proved as well, I thought it was brilliant against Preston on, uh, on Tuesday, the Tuesday before last, and yeah, look, it's a long season, it's a long old season, there's a lot of football to be played and you are going to get injuries and it's sort of how you how you cope with those injuries uh, and at the moment I actually think we're coping quite well with them and you don't want too many injuries because it's a small squad but uh, it's given the opportunity for the likes of Jack Clark and Jamie Shackleton to be part of the first team uh, as well. Jamie Shackleton made a debut at Derby, Jack Clark yet to to feature, they have been on the bench as a new sub in the last two games. So yeah, it's positive with the strength in depth. Uh, you always miss your big players, but the players are being offered an opportunity to sort of step up and, and come in and do a job. So it, it's all so positive from that point of view.
5: Some people argue this is Leeds' best chance for promotion to the Premier League in a long, long time. How realistic is their chance this season? If it doesn't work out, do you think you'll see another manager go through the revolving door?
6: As for the chances this season, this is kind of the... Uh, the million-dollar question, isn't it? What are these chances in 2018, 2019? Look, we've we've been out the the top flight for now 15 seasons. It's amazing. And I was, I was working it out. I was thinking something like 5,254 days since uh, Leeds United last played uh, a Premier League game, and uh, that was back on May the 15th, 2004. I'd uh, just finished college uh, and I went to uni that September and since then it's either been the championship from 2004 to 2007 with three years down League One and the championship ever since then and I think it's high time that, that Leeds United did get themselves back into the, the top flight. Look, it, it We've made a great start, that's all it Is it's a start. We had a great start last season and we went to Millwall and then from there on in it all went horribly wrong. Ok, we beat Ipswich after that Millwall game and then we lost to Cardiff, Sheffield Wednesday, Reading uh, and Ok, we went up Bristol City but it was very difficult uh, to kind of halt the slide at the time and it, it just feels different this year with a different mentality. Uh, what Bielsa has done with the squad is absolutely phenomenal Uh, and with the same squad as well that sort of underperformed last season this this season they're doing absolutely fantastically well and chance wise without getting too carried away I think they have got a, a genuine opportunity to to possibly fight for promotion this season. It's a very competitive league. Anyone can sort of beat it. Everyone we saw with Birmingham coming to uh, Twellen Road the other week uh, without a, a league win all, season, without a win all season and then beat the league leaders. So it, it's a very bizarre league. You get very odd results. Here are the whole city drew at home to Middlesbrough the other day. Uh, and I'm sure it's, it's going to be like that. It's a very nip and tuck league. Uh, in the championship where everyone does be and it not matter if you're bottom or top of the league you've got to be on your guard uh, from from game one to game forty six, and have the consistency if you are going to challenge for, for promotion, challenge for honors in the championship. So, chance. I think we we do have a, a genuine chance. We're not top on. It's not no fluke. We're top off to this stage of the season. I think the table starts to take shape in October, November time. And if we're up there at Christmas, you want to look to sort of strengthen your squad uh, over the Christmas period, the festive period in the January transfer window, uh, and then you, you sort of January, February time. Hopefully settles down and you're into sort of the business end with, with March, April, May time and you hope then that you've got a fully fit squad, that uh, you've got players uh, ready that are equipped for the, the running and, and the title running and look, it, it, as I say, 15 years is a long, long time and it's, it's about time that Leeds did get themselves back out of the, the first, well, let's say the Championship and into the into the Championship, so yeah, I think we've got a very, very good chance. What teams
5: do you see as the ones to challenge for promotion and playoffs this season? The ones Leeds has to look out for, and the ones who will blow out.
6: You've got to look up there, Tony Pulis in Middlesbrough. Look, it, it, it might not be pretty on the eye, the football under Tony Pulis, but it's so effective. He, of course, won promotion with with Stoke City back in uh, the 2007-8 season, and, and kept Stoke in the Premier League, and was never relegated from the Premier League so it, it's always it's not great to watch don't get me r- wrong with Middlesbrough but they do a job they don't see many goals uh, got another very good victory uh, last night at Ipswich Town thanks to two goals I think it was my best it just shoot down except so Middlesbrough are definitely going to be on there uh, and I think they're going to win their rivals the team. F- for me West Brom flying at the moment a bit of a slow start, lost opening game of the season at home to Bolton uh, but slowly eek their way back up to the top of the table, of course they were top before uh, Leeds did beat Hull uh, last night they've got Chef Wednesday tonight, I think Darren Moore's got them playing some really nice stuff they've got some very very good players uh, in the likes of Dwight Gale uh, certainly he's going to bang some goals in up front uh, and I actually also think, and I tip Brentford at the start of the season to be top 6 even though they sell the best player every summer, they're still up the play some lovely football I'll be disappointed with the last two results at home uh, to uh, to Reading and Birmingham respectively but I, I do fancy them I think Dean Smith's a very very good manager that's why I was linked with the Aston Villa job uh, in the summer I, I think the likes of, of Villa will, are in deep trouble not so much relegation trouble but no one knows what's happening with Steve Bruce Forest I think may just fade, look I could be wrong I just don't think they've got the consistency uh, And I think Sheffield United might just fade out a great season last year Sheffield United uh, But didn't quite get the, uh, the job done in the end And, and I th- think just faded away uh, outside those playoff places
5: Leeds and Brentford play similar styles of football They play with the ball on the deck 60 maybe 70% possession 500 plus passes a match Around 20 goals scored apiece if there's any difference between the two, it's Leeds have a tight defence. But saying that, a third of Brentford's goals have come from avoidable, silly mistakes. How do you think this game will play out?
6: As for Saturday, Saturday's game at Ellen Road, another big one between Leeds United and Brentford. Leeds looking to make it three wins in a row at home to Brentford. I did that in the 50s and 60s. Look, it's never an easy game against the Dean Smith side. I'm always very impressed when I, wherever I watch Dean Smith. Certainly at Griffin Park, we haven't won in, in yonks and yonks, but with it being at Ellen Road, I do fancy the chances. I think they're going to a little bit of uh, confidence after the, the victory against uh, Paul City last time out. Uh, however, it won't be an easy game the last two games. I only ended 1-0, and 1-0, Cal Bartley got a late goal back in 2016-2017, uh, and I think it was Liam Cooper who scored... Uh, uh, for uh, last season, in, in not the best of games back in February 2018. Uh, as for players to watch out for, the one main man for me for Brentford is now Mopa. I think he's scoring goals for fun at the moment very, very highly rated player, really good player as well, exciting to watch on the ball, uh, and look it, it, it won't be easy, it never is against a Dean Smith side, uh, I do fancy for the top six, but it's again looking forward to we're at home, we've got a little bit of a point to prove, uh, after the disappointment of the last time game against Birmingham City uh, and this gives an opportunity that if we can get a positive result, and depending what West Brom do at Hillsborough tonight and over the week, I'm not sure where West Brom are over the weekend, Leeds could be going into that second international break top of the league, ahead of another difficult trip to a park in a couple of weeks so yeah looking forward to it all uh, and hopefully enjoy the show this is Lufc Stats
1: some interesting thoughts from Andrew L U F C Stats you can catch him on Twitter um, and you can catch him on Sky every now and again as he talks about Leeds on the EFL show he's the man who gives the info as well as a lot of other Leeds fans out there so they've got the knowledge as they are especially as he's the stats man but you know He's very confident that Leeds are going to be going into the international window, top of the league. Interesting you should say that as well, because uh, as we're speaking now, we've got the Villa and the West Brom. And uh, not the way I know, the Sheffield Wednesday. And Sheffield Wednesday fluffed it. They were cruising and out of the blue, just, West Brom just scored two goals. I don't even know where their goals come from. Must have scored two goals in a minute, because I've just looked around and it's 2-2 all. So uh, this is the team that seems to be scoring lots and lots of goals, West Brom. So they're going to be up there still vying with Leeds. So let's see how it's going to go at the end of the window. But like I said, stats man is really confident that Leeds are going to be right up there. But like I said, we're going up to Leeds very, very early. We're getting the train. And part of the reason why we're getting up there early is because we always do the Besotted Guide. We haven't done one for a few weeks. But we thought, listen, if we're going up to Leeds, we need to do the Besotted Alternative Guide to Leeds. So if you're going up there early, then you can go and check something out before the game. Or maybe even after the game because you've got lots of hours after the game before you go home and I've just got to go around the table here to see the besotted crew what have you got lined up for your day out in Leeds Garris
3: well Bill my um, my plan was to visit the corn exchange um, oh. I had a relative passed away recently and i inherited quite a large amount of corn that I wanted to exchange oh, okay. having then gone on to um, TripAdvisor I realised um, it used to be a corn exchange it's got lots of nice little coffee shops etc in there maybe have a little, I'll have to have a little brunch in there before the game. Okay. Um, afterwards, um, I think it's likely to be the weatherspoons because then I can get rather tipsy and won't have too far to go to get on the
1: train since it's actually inside the station. Okay, that's one of, one of about five spoons in the, in the city centre though, to be fair. So you, you, know, you have to make sure that you go to the right one, guys. But um, there's spoon Central. L- ah, seeing so. Laney? Oh
2: mate, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about your relative. And your significant um, sort of uh, corn inheritance. is very. It's a very unusual kind of, you know, bequeathment. So, uh, yeah. Good luck. They Enjoy. Really it. Get on. Enjoy it. Well, yeah. i personally, you know, I'll, I'll come with you if you want. If you want some support, um, I'll be there for you, brother. And then um, I'll go. I'll be obviously I'll be at the spends afterwards, but only if you'll come to the um, Royal Armouries Museum with me after the game. Because the Armouries Museum, as you can imagine, is very, very heavily fortified. And this is where they guard the Leeds United Champions of Europe um, trophy. So their Champions of Europe trophy that they, they, they have permanently, because they are the, the constant Champions of Europe, that's that's where they hold that. And um, very heavily guarded. So I'll, I I need to go and visit that. and. Um, you know, hopefully maybe in our new new stadium we can have something equally, equally fortified for the, uh, the wartime cup
1: that, uh, that we won. Excellent. Oh, sounds, sounds, sounds quite good. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's a clear winner in this one. I'm going to the Thackeray Medical Museum. It's a completely oh, yeah. unique visitor attraction. It's got interactive galleries and fascinating exhibitions that tell a story of health that Ooh. affects us all. But um, I was actually, you know, it's the people, and it's the people that talked about it that drew me in. The kids are never as keen as I am to go back, one person said. And I thought, oh, that sounds uh, quite interesting as well. And somebody else said, interesting, gory. It's, enough time. it's Yeah,
4: there's a rubber
2: glove um, exhibition there at the moment. Is there?
1: It? Yeah, it's apparently. It. All right, okay, well, um, I probably won't be... time to go to that one you know but yeah this is uh, well worth a visit people have said pleasantly surprised they even had a frankenstein event there as well so this medical museum i think uh, thackeray medical museum is going to be the one to go to but listen forgetting about the alternative guide talk about the match it's a big game this one and in principle we keep saying this (coughs)
2: oh he's gonna die again (coughs) bill's bill's coughing (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was
1: getting the coffin from the Beckwith Medical Museum um, on oh, Saturday. Just getting ready to bring it up there. But...
2: You got virus. <laughs>
1: that's right. I'm going, I'm going to go get them to go and see. They're just check me out. But as you we got said,
2: blood pool in your
1: throat. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, this big game on Saturday, and like I said, we play similar styles of football. So, I'm sitting here almost praying, thinking this game is one that's going to suit us, and this could be actually quite good for us. Probably better for us than Birmingham and Reading. And uh, all the other teams that we failed to take points off recently, uh, have I got this one wrong?
2: Oh, God knows, anything could happen up there, mate. You know, Dar- the, the trip to Derby did for me. You know, I, I thought we could go there and and we went a goal up, and all the signs were there that we, could, you know, we could do a job there, and we just didn't. So, you know, it's down to the team. If I'm honest with you, and I've said this, I've said this quite quite a lot recently, is with with this fluid football tag, and we you know now we know that we're good. There's, there's a responsibility there on all of these players. They can't blow hot and cold every week. If we're if we're talking to them talking about them as the real deal or becoming the real deal, they've got to do it week in week out. And, and they did it for three or four weeks. They've not done it for the last three or four weeks. They need to go to Leeds United and show what they can do. So, our... Yeah, we, we can win there. But if Birmingham can win there, we can win there. But you know, we we need to just stop shooting ourselves in the foot and uh, just go and put on a show. We haven't actually put on a show for a, for a while, so let's go there. Brentford, be Brentford, and uh, let's let's go and turn them over. We we, we, we can do it. Let's do it. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I if we can win it, um, I was a bit wary that we were getting a itis, and I do think we've got it Saturday would be the perfect time for us to get the cure to get over this bout Um again are we entering into one of these um, are we entering into one of these spells of no wins that we get for a while hopefully not um, I think we can go we can definitely go there and get something out of the game I think Leeds will play football and I think that will suit us a bit more and i don't see why we can't get something out of it but we've talked a lot about how good we are um there's been enough talk and now that we really do need to show it Green.
1: of course we do we need to show it and uh, there's no better um sort of stage for us to do it we're on tv so we can't embarrass ourselves you know the players want to be going out there and showing the world that they're decent and we play good you know we played good football we, we went to arsenal unfortunately. Um, for most of the game we didn't really do ourselves justice so we got another opportunity for us to do ourselves justice <clears throat> saying that I, I've got no idea what's happening with Ollie Watkins now that most people it's been a little bit, bit quiet on that front he, he sort of disappeared off and whether or not he's just a precautionary let's keep him out away for a little bit and then bring it out for Leeds or whether or not we're keeping him away for a while and he's going to come back after the international window I don't know so if he's not playing we're going to have to uh, flip that up a little bit but you know we've got a decent enough squad Decent enough players, we've got to go toe-to-toe to to Leeds. I've got no idea. If we can get a draw up at Leeds now, I would have loved to have got a win. But if we can get a draw up at Leeds, I think that will uh, do us the world of good. We go in the international window and we regroup, as they say. We're not keeping
2: him out of the team until the end of the next transfer window, are we? We're not doing that one again. Oh, that old. No, an, an early, an early kind of mystery illness.
1: Yeah, we did that with uh, Forshaw, didn't we? For the whole of the January window, he was just inverted, uh, called injured until the last day of the window, and then he just came back again, and he was fine.
2: And um, Bill, the game Saturday is on, is on Sky Sports Leeds, isn't it? It's on that. Uh,
1: yeah, that's right. Travel. That's right. Sky, the new scandal to Sky Sports Leeds, where they've. Uh, yeah, they've got quite a few Leeds games lined up for that one. So it's all good. So Bees fans who are not travelling up to the game, you'll be able to see it on Sky Sports Leeds, as they say, um, which is which is all good. But listen, I'm just going to go around the table quickly. Score prediction, guess.
3: My prediction, um, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Many. I, I
2: absolutely concur with my right honourable friend there. One-all draw, another draw.
1: Oh, dear. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been around the table where we've all said the same thing. I'm going for a one-all draw as well. so no. no. Scared. Uh, Scared. Yeah, so listen, listen. Don't forget, like I said to you, go dot com. go there and just go to the FSF little logo on there and just nominate us for FSF Award, like I said to you, Club uh, Media or Club Podcast Award. That would be lovely if you could do that as well. Um, We need to, you know, we need to just wrap this up a little bit because we've been a little bit mellow on that lately.
2: Well, I've just looked at the stats. I, I just called this up on last week. Last week, the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. 890,000 all-time listens. 890, we're, we're edging towards a million. Last week, 6,687 listens to the Pride of West London podcasts. So six a, a six over six and a half thousand of you that's that's pretty impressive so uh yeah cheers i hope you obviously you're enjoying it and uh if you want to come on if you want to contribute if you want us to do anything different um if you want to think if you can think of any features that we could do just drop us an email um and just comment and if you like what we do as bill says review it and we'll we'll
1: start reading new reviews out again cheers and obviously don't, don't forget to subscribe on itunes and all the other platforms as well and also on twitter and facebook and youtube and all these things subscribe to us and just, just get involved but anyway we're going to sign off now because we are off to leave we need to go get, get to sleep get some sleep because it's a very long journey and we've got lots of sightseeing to do when we get up there but when we get up there fingers crossed we'll get the three points and then we can relax over the international break so we're going to be round our virtual bars, we say... Come on, Eds. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. That's a bit, bit rubbish, that, wasn't it? Come on, just, just, just because we didn't win,
0: you know. Just get some more yeah, cool vibes <laughs> <laughs>